guys, welcome to Cube Consultancy Show. And today we're going to be talking about some topic that not often people would talk about, especially accountants and commercial lawyers. They don't usually discuss that about this topic, and we're going to be discussing basically tax fraud or commercial actually frauds that is happening all the time, and we read it, but we never really discuss. Now we have got Mark on the panel. He's going to talk about actually commercial tax frauds what is happening how many different types of tax frauds but for, before we get started let me just show let me just play something and show you what we are all about here you go welcome to the cubed audio show whether you are an entrepreneur an influencer a sole trader starting your first business or currently running a successful business cubes got you covered we discuss topics around accountancy tax business advice raising investment helping you to manage your wealth and marketing to scale your business. Before we start, we would like to inform you all our audio shows are subject to be recorded. By accepting an invitation to speak, you are granting us permission to record your presence. So let's get this show started. Wow. So today we're going to be talking about Mark. I just few things I want to discuss with you um, about today's topic, which is tax fraud. And you being an accountant, I'm sure you come across a lot of tax frauds. So first of all, what are the most common tax frauds that you come across? And what are they? And who are these people that actually even try to do with something like that? Um, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned at the beginning, it's kind of a uh, taboo subject. It's not really talked about that much. Um, you, you often speak to people and they've, um, they've avoided tax you know, by accident, you know, there's a lot of people that have started trading as sole traders and they just haven't even registered with HMRC and we're unaware how they need to report taxes. But then you've also got the people who are just go blatantly out there to, um, to, to try and defraud. I mean, VAT is one of the biggest, uh, taxes that's, um, this kind of, it brings a lot of fraud to the country. I mean, there's, they tried to make some changes in the construction industry. They've just introduced a new scheme called the reverse charge scheme, where when you raise a sales invoice with VAT, um, whoever you are, the customer, then has to pay that VAT. So they are trying to put stop, uh, stops in place. You know, there's a big difference between tax planning and tax avoidance. You know, we always encourage the clients to come to us before they make any decisions in terms of their tax position, be it for the personal or company, and then we can try and give some advice on how the structure works and what's the best way to plan. You know, up to a year in advance, you know, isn't long enough sometimes to get some, um, some tax planning or really good tax planning in place. Um, you know, people do go all out for, for, for fraud. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just accidentally uh, find themselves in a, a situation, you know, uh, and then they're investigated. Um, but yeah. That brings to another question that VAT fraud, what, how, like how, what usually people do when it comes to VAT fraud? Yeah, I mean, the, the most common thing is when you, when you raise a sales invoice, so you, you raise a sales invoice for £1,000 and you charge VAT, you know, so there's an additional £200 there. So the customer pays you £1,200. Now, you are just holding on to that £200 in order to pay on to HMRC. What, they, what a lot of people do, you know, 
don't pass that £200 on. They keep that, you know, because you have to report that to HMRC. In even worse situations, people are charging VAT when they're not even VAT registered, which is a common thing. Um, I, again, I go back to the construction industry. There was a lot of stir where you would be trading as a company and you would then build up credit. You would then do a large invoice and then you would not pay that invoice and take it, take the VAT. So there's lots of, there's lots of fraud within that. Then they introduced something which I'm sure it was advertised, which is making tax digital. They're encouraging everyone to be on a software, be it Zero, QuickBooks, Sage, uh, anything like that, where when you file your VAT, you file the supporting documentation behind it, or at least the list of transactions. Um, HMRC will then look at that, and then if there is any further questions, they'll they'll write to you and uh, open an investigation. I also heard, Mark, that you know um, that a lot of construction companies that happens is there's open up a construction companies when they start after let's say six, eight, nine months. Once they're starting getting a lot of material, so they would order, let's say, material for, for 50, 60, 70K, and then they apply for insolvency, like, like look, look up, businesses is, isn't doing well, and now we have to close down the business. Is this is something that, that, that happens as well? Because I was only reading a few months ago. Yeah, it still happens. It's still real common practice. I mean, that's, that goes back to the previous point, where you're building up a credit term, you know, with, um, let's say, Howden Kitchens, for example, right? You receive an invoice from them that has VAT. You then claim that VAT back from HMRC, so you get the money in your bank account, and then you put the company into insolvency. Now, insolvency rules are really being tightened, mostly because of these bounce-back loans where loads of people took these loans and then, then went on to close their company or try to attempt to close it. So insolvency rules are really being quite strict. So where that has happened, I mean, that is an obvious... Um, an obvious fraud, you know, so it's clear what has happened there. Um, so that, again, they are really trying to shut that down. But in the construction industry, obviously, them coming out of this new reverse charge, they've, they've really identified that that is a problem industry. And, and it is because of the high volumes. You know, when you're purchasing construction goods, it's, you know, it's not small, it's not stationary, it's huge amount, be it machinery or actual materials. So it's huge amounts that they're actually putting in. And because they're getting a three-month lag of when they get the cash into their account, loads of people are closing it down. So there's lots of, um, lots of plans on that. But this reverse charge means that when in the construction industry now, when you charge an invoice, if you're not the end user, so if you are a subcontractor working for someone who is working on a bigger building, then you don't charge VAT anymore. So that stops that. But if you're working on someone's house, so they are deemed to be the end user, and then that person would uh, pay VAT. But they are putting some plans in place. Okay, and what would they be like? What What are the consequences if, let's say, somebody want, like likes to get away with the with the VAT fraud or the tax fraud? VAT fraud is massive penalties. Um, you know, HMRC itself, once they identify an error, they can fine you up to a hundred percent of that error as a additional charge. But VAT in particular, I mean, you know, there was lots of VAT cartels that were set up to do exactly what we just spoke about. And, you know, that comes with prison sentences because it's an obvious and blatant fraud. You know, when you come to an error on filing your income tax, you know, there will be an investigation. Obviously, um, HMRC will write out 
I, I've particularly got lots of experience with these investigations of clients. We've actually received lots of clients just from investigations and, and we've seen them through. You know, the, the thing with an investigation, you know, is to get that response out to HMRC. When that letter, when that brown letter hits the, uh, hits the floor from the post box, it is, it's very daunting. You know, people panic straight away. Um, when often HMRC have just seen a, a change in trend, you know, and, and often people think that, all oh, right, well, my income was a lot higher last year and now it's gone right down. They'll probably get investigated. That could also be the other way if, you, if there's been a sharp rise in income. So there's lots of things that might trigger it. But normally, HMRC are, are just looking for an explanation. Um, and with all the softwares out there now, there's a lot of information. So, you know, they can just ask, right, what's in this? What's in your advertising? Can you give us a detailed breakdown? And then they will just pick random invoices and then if you can just provide them. But the thing with an investigation is to act quickly and start getting the documentation over and start speaking to them straight away. And let's say um, your tax returns goes in April and somebody just shows up to you, let's say, on May, who obviously didn't have any, like, like, who didn't do any intentionally, but it just happened and there's say, some sort of emergency and he had to travel and come back and then you found this letter. And he approaches you. He says, look, Mark, I've got a brown envelope here and I'm in deep trouble here, you know. How can you guys help? Like, in what, what route do you usually take? Yeah, the, the, the first thing we do is you speak to the client, you look at it. I mean, if it's, if it's a late return, you know, it's an instant £100 fine. Now, that can be removed, but it's very unlikely. They've made it stricter and stricter. You know, the, I've often read that, you know, the deadline's the 31st of January, and then the 1st of February, there is £100 million in fines that are issued. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a, it's a big number. So it's difficult to get that £100 back. But the, the next thing to do is to just get the information over to them. You know, they're, they're now offering or charging daily penalties for a lot of the returns. You know, I've got loads of clients that didn't even know they were self-employed you know, or didn't even know they had to do a self-assessment. You know, there's lots of people who were previously earning over 100000 had to do a self-assessment. And then they've now slipped underneath and just kind of forgot about it. Uh, you know, and when you speak to HMRC, you know, they are fairly understanding to something like that in terms of lateness. And you just get your records up. Where you've got someone who's done their own returns or there's a big investigation into them, the amount of work required when you've just got, you know, a bag of receipts, you know, it can be quite daunting. There's a lot for us to do. But you always just assess the situation. And then the first thing we do is get, it's a thing called the 64-8, where you can actually speak on behalf of the client. Because the client's obviously or often, should we say, gone missing and just doesn't want to speak to them. HMRC, I've always thought, they prefer speaking to an accountant anyway. So to have that person representing you is um, a big benefit. And if needed to, let's say, if the thing's gone too far and you need to hire a solicitor or a lawyer on behalf of your client, is this something, some sort of services that you can provide? Yeah, we do. We've got um, a legal advisor when it gets to that stage. However, you know, in all the years I've been trained, I've only had to use once a uh, solicitor for, uh, for this particular for HMRC issue. And it was kind of, to be honest, it was, um, it was HMRC. I don't want to say picking on someone. It was HMRC really bullying someone. Um, 
and um, kind of backing them into a corner when they were providing everything they could uh, and the legal letter kind of just backed that up. So it was, um, it, it, they try not to get to that stage, you know. I mean, when you see test, uh, test cases are, are based on court appearances, but luckily I've, um, I've not been part of one of them so far. I hope you won't be, you know. So, okay, that's, that's fairly good information today. Um, and obviously we covered a lot, a lot of as well, you know. Now, I, wanna, I'm, I know I'm going a little bit off the topic, but what would be the latest news that you want to you wanna share with our audience, obviously, because you know that this, this uh, content is going to be posted onto the podcast as well of a Cubed Club podcast. So is there any specific news that you like to share that have, that's happening and it's a hot news in the, in the business world this week? Well, I mean, I think everyone knows someone that owns some cryptocurrency. That is definitely the hot topic. At yes, the minute. so do uh, I. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been dragged in on it. Uh, so we are working on something quite exciting in terms of tax planning for people with cryptocurrency. Um, loads of people obviously hold money in their trust wallets and finance accounts and all things like that. So we are trying to, we're actually coming up with a, a PDF document to give a snippet of the advice we're able to provide on tax planning for cryptocurrency. So, um, yeah, keep, keep an eye out for that. That's going to be really interesting because that is going to plan for people here in the UK that are trying to made a huge gain. I mean, you know, some of our clients, you know, it's almost made millionaires from certain people, you know, really quickly. So you've got to try and plan that because it's huge capital gains tax on that. Absolutely. And this is something I have to keep an eye out as well. And I'm really looking forward to looking forward to it because I've actually got some some coins and some currencies that I've invested a few years ago. And I didn't even realize the market were crashing. Now, obviously, we're, we're like they're, they're, they're a few quit there. So this is something I need to discuss, which as well. So this is something, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to. When do you think we'll have this piece of information out? Because this is going to be so much valuable for a lot of a lot of our audience. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping by the end of this month. Uh, I've been working on the background. I'm also working with a lot of uh, crypto brokers and also crypto developers in terms of advice and building a structure for them as well. So. You know, this is a prime example about, you know, when they talk about tax planning, tax avoidance, you know, if you can give us enough time or your exit route. So let's say, you know, Aussie, there, he has cryptocurrency, but he knows he's not going to need it or he might need it now, but he might not need it for a year. Then we can really plan and we can start rolling over things and we can say, what's the end game? What do you want to go into? What do you think is going to, you know, there's lots of tax planning. So we're going to give solutions for exiting in one to three months. 6 to 12, and then longer, you know, 3, 4, 5 years. Um, but people start planning on this. Amazing. I think this is something we have to have a session about um, tax, uh, taxes based on cryptocurrencies and different coins. And this is something we have to have that session. What do you think? Yeah, well, what I'm going to do, once I publish this, you know, it's going to be an article as well, but once I publish this uh, PDF, I'm going to get some of our clients on here talking about you know their crypto experience and how they've got there and what kind of pushed me into doing it you know you have to move with the times yesterday no the day before was the first time i've been asked if someone could pay an invoice with crypto and you just once you hear that you go right well i've got to 
I've got to action this. You know, I, I never <laughs> thought it would be the day that someone actually asked if they could pay by crypto. I was actually, that, well, that's the next question I was going to ask, Mark. Do you think you guys are going to start charging your clients with cryptocurrency? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, we try and be a modern firm. But um, <laughs> well, that did throw me. I almost asked, are you, are you joking? <laughs> so we will have to come up with a solution. I mean, PayPal are now accepting cryptocurrencies. So, you know, it might be something we need to link into. But, you know, you've got to move with the times. You know, you, we 100%. talk about these accounting software. We talk about, you know, digital accountants. Like we offer accountancy for people in Scotland and Northern Ireland because of, because of the software's availability. It should be the same with crypto, and we need to keep on top of it. That's why I've acted quite quick on this um, this document. Yeah, definitely. This is something I, I have to keep an eye out, and I have to introduce that to our audience as well. Um, well, is there any any other information you'd like to share before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to be moving more of a, a cubed update, but we are going to be moving to our bigger office, uh, which is up the road. It's about a five-minute drive from where we currently are, and that should be moving into there the middle of December. Um, keep an eye out for some videos on that. Absolutely, and I cannot wait to visit you guys in the new office and sit down in the marketing room and we do some brainstorming. I can't wait. I cannot wait for it. Good, man. Good. Okay. Mark, pleasure having you as per usual every single week. So, guys, keep an eye, uh, keep an eye out. We host our club every Wednesday. 8 p.m. and also we all those sessions are recorded so we can actually provide this value to you in the form of podcast so keep an eye out we're going to be launching a podcast very very soon thanks very much mark you have a fantastic day and i'll speak to you very very soon and thanks very much for all the all the valuable con content that you shared with us welcome to the cubed audio show whether you are an entrepreneur, an influencer, a sole trader, starting your first business or currently running a successful business, Cubed's got you covered. We discuss topics around accountancy, tax, business advice, raising investment, helping you to manage your wealth, and marketing to scale your business. Before we start we would like to inform you all our audio shows are subject to be recorded. By accepting an invitation to speak, you are granting us permission to record your presence. So let's get this show started.